This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, we are talking about women in leadership. And I'd like to start with a few statistics. First, there are about 52% of all management and professional jobs actually held by women. Where there's usually a deficit still would be in the top jobs in the most executive ranks. And those are still held predominantly by men. So the Pew Research Center did some research a number of years ago where they actually interviewed just regular everyday adults in the United States. And they interviewed just a little over 1,800 people, half of whom were males, half of whom were females, to get their impressions and opinions about what's going on with women in leadership today. And one, two things they discovered. They discovered from these interviews that people perceive that women are held to a higher standard than men are. And in an order for women to succeed or to move forward, they have to actually do a whole lot more to prove themselves than what's expected of men. So that's number one, these higher standards. A second issue is that actually people are reluctant to hire or to select women for some key executive leadership roles. And that's in face of the fact that women are very much like men on variables of intelligence, innovation, and also the ability to operate in the boardroom. Where men sometimes are perceived as having an edge is being able to actually do certain deals that have a higher profitability and also in risk-taking. Now, at the same time, women are seen as far more skilled than men on a number of areas that are important for leadership in today's world. And those variables would be compassion, being organized, working out compromises, and this is particularly important in the political arena for leadership there, being honest and ethical, mentoring other people, and really championing fair pay and benefits. So on all of those fronts, women are seen as having an advantage. There's still a bit of gender discrimination that's being reported. Two-thirds of the women say that they perceive and see gender discrimination as an ongoing issue. And it's even higher for men. 48% of the men also believe that there is gender discrimination against women. At the same time, there are still a lot of gender stereotypes that persist. So when people think about someone who's leading a sports franchise or leading in the oil and gas industry, they tend to think about men. On the other hand, when they think about someone running a hospital or perhaps a retail chain, then they're more likely to think about a woman. 
also took a look at a couple of Harvard Business Review articles. And one came out in April of this year and was about what men can learn from women. And what we see there is that one problem that was highlighted by the authors was that there may be too few obstacles for incompetent males. And that's kind of interesting. It's to say that because sometimes we may be over-selecting from the male gender, we may also get some people that are not as competent. On the other hand, because women are selected less frequently and because of the bias where women are held to a higher standard, the women that are selected are highly qualified and in many cases may be almost overqualified, you're getting the best of the best. A couple of other things in terms of what men can learn from women was simply that a lot of times men might be seen as overconfident. However, in the case of women, that is less the case. Women aren't usually overconfident. Therefore, they're much more willing to listen to feedback and to incorporate that feedback into their learning so that they become even better leaders. Women are also seen as leading from a transformational perspective. That means they tend to be much more inspirational to their workforce. They're focused more on meaning and on purpose. And what the leadership literature would suggest is you're going to get far more team engagement greater performance, and much more productivity when you're more of a transformational and inspirational leader. So women are in the business of changing beliefs, and that's what really changes people for the long term, as opposed to only focusing on external behavior where you might get just a temporary change. Women are also seen as establishing better emotional connections, with the workforce. That means they're giving more validation, they're showing more appreciation, and also more empathy. Women are also more likely to coach, to mentor, and to develop and grow their workforces, which of course leads to more promotions and more leadership opportunities for those who have been grown and groomed in those ways. So women are often seen as more strategic rather than simply being transactional in how they lead in the workplace. Women also are often described as being more humble, exercising more humility. And again, that means they have a greater ability to acknowledge their mistakes, to learn from their experiences, to consider other people's perspectives, and to be willing to change. Now, in another article from Harvard Business Review that came out in June 2020, this article was talking about the fact that the coronavirus deaths are actually six times less in countries that are led by women. And a couple of examples would be Angela Merkel, who's leading in Germany. She's described as someone who's very data-driven and is known for trustworthiness. So she's paying attention to real information and real facts 
and leading with those facts and leading with that information. Also, Jessica Ardern of New Zealand, who I've talked about before in two podcast episodes, she's described as being empathetic and also rational. So it's that combination of both that compassion, emotional, caring piece, and also being led by facts and information and what makes sense. And then there's Tsai Ing-wen, who is the president of Taiwan, and she's described as being showing quiet resilience. And all three of these countries, as well as others, actually have fewer coronavirus deaths than those countries that are led by men. So in the world today, women are leading 18 countries, which only represents 7% of the world's population. And it could be that because of those higher standards that women are held to, we're just getting stronger women leaders in the places where we're seeing women leaders. Also, it could be that women really are bringing a different way to lead, which is highly effective. And the two components that we see from previous article would be women bringing organization and women bringing compassion. So we may just be better off when leaders are smart, honest, and modest. And often that's what we will see with women leadership. Now, we are in a season right now where presumptive Democratic nominee for the president in the United States, Joe Biden, has just announced that he's chosen Kamala Harris as his vice presidential running mate. And Kamala Harris brings a lot of different points of diversity with her. Her father is from Jamaica. Her mother was from India. And her spouse is a Caucasian male. So she has lots of different viewpoints and ways of seeing things. She's an attorney by profession and was attorney general also in California and a senator from California, representing a very large state in the United States. So she's had lots of experience dealing with very tough scenarios and situations. So if we think about today's world and we think about the speed and complexity of today's world, as we've talked about on many occasions, we know that innovation is important. We know that diversity of experience and mindset is important. So it's probably quite wise that Joe Biden has chosen someone who's bringing a different viewpoint from him and different experiences in life so that together, they are actually more powerful than either one of them would be if they were alone. Joe Biden says that he selected her based on the strength, of course, of her record. She's been able to stand up for right in the midst of lots of opposition. She's known for having laser focus and for getting results. And one of the things he specifically said, and I'll quote this from Joe Biden, he said, she will wake up every day, like I will, thinking about how to make life better for people, unquote. So we are in a season of women in leadership. 
and women bring a lot to the table. So I say, drive on women and let's see what happens in this next season of leadership. Did you know that teams do the bulk of the work in successful organizations? And for this reason, it's very important to build and develop your teams. And first, you might want to know where you are in the process. So I invite you to take the complimentary team assessment to identify your current strengths and also your learning opportunities in launching and developing high-performance teams that get dynamic organizational results. So go to my website, www.transleadership.com, and you'll see on the homepage, there's a brown bar that says, take the high-performance team assessment. You'll find it just under the running photographs. Click there and get your results. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.